Hi, and welcome to the CCB Weekly Check-In Podcast with your host, Timothy Prendergast. It's 2021. We have an evolving podcast where we hear from our people, their stories, and learn and develop along the way. So sit back and relax and enjoy this week's episode of the Weekly Check-In Podcast. Welcome into our first podcast post-summer 2021. Hope you've had a good August. Um, looks like we're set fair for a nice little spell of a late summer, early autumn weather. So hopefully as we ease back into uh, the final third of the year, uh, we've got some nice weather accompanying us and we've got some brilliant podcasts lined up for you between now and Christmas. Now, the first of our podcasts uh, post-summer uh, was actually recorded back in late July with uh, Head of Growth Capital, Darren Hart. It was fresh off uh, the uh, success um, and popularity he had had with a couple of internet articles and indeed uh, an article that went into the Financial Times, but he'll tell us all about that in this particular episode. So sit back, relax and enjoy our first Uh, episode for our autumn 2021 series of the weekly check-in podcast it is the weekly check-in podcast uh, with me tim and uh, as we move into summer the podcast uh, keeps uh, keeps rolling on and uh, it's it's fantastic today actually uh, because we have a a very special guest someone that's uh, many of us would have seen and, and heard a lot of over the last uh, week or so. We'll get into that um, in a while. But first things first, Darren Hart, huge welcome to the podcast. Well, well, thank you very much, Tim. I'm I'm immensely flattered to be called a special guest. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I live up to the expectation. Well, uh, I made the mistake about uh, 25 episodes ago of referencing the the number that the, the episode was. I think it was episode 38. We had Andrew Whelan on and. Uh, he spent half the podcast uh, just reminding me that he was just the 38th most important person in CCF. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it's, it is fantastic to have you on and um, yeah, really excited about this conversation. And, and for me, as, as you know, um, not, not a banker at all, so looking forward to a bit of educating uh, as well during this call. But first things first, Darren, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself in general? Um, yeah, uh, well, so I, I, I live in West Sussex with my husband. We've been here a long time now. Um, no kids, so we've had a relatively easy lockdown. I, I have to say, I think that's been the the, the, the binary factor, hasn't it? You know, I've, I've always been immensely impressed with colleagues who manage to 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 continue to commit to their working lives and have children at home that they're homeschooling. I mean, it must have been you know tremendously difficult. Um, we we've just spent our time, you know, outside of work, going out walking and exploring the area that we live, which is far more beautiful than, than I realised. You know, we used to hear cows and sheep in the garden and think, well, where are they? And it turns out that we've got farms literally just behind us. Who knew? So, um, yeah, so, you know, I've uh, Facebook tells me that uh, it was 30 years ago, I think, last week that I graduated, which was a bit scary. So, you know, that's been a fairly long career to date, mainly in banking, I have to say. You know, I'm sure I'm, I'm an institutional banker, spent a few years out in private equity. But the common theme really has been um, supporting SMEs and, and smaller companies 
uh, with their growth aspirations. So, you know, the role that I'm doing now um, is the culmination of, of many years of different aspects of that through origination and portfolio and risk strategy and fund investment and buyouts and leverage finance and, and distress. So all, all sorts of things really working with really exciting entrepreneurs. Wow. So it's, it's, you, you used the word culmination there in, in 30 years, sort of more or less in, in, in the trade. And uh, I referenced that the, at the top that there'd been you know, a bit of publicity and internet article last week and indeed um, financial times starting uh, this week, uh, obviously in reference to you sort of building um, you know, a part of uh, the business from, from scratch, essentially um, celebrating sort of a, a billion uh, pounds lent over, over that period of time. Um, I'm going to stop <laughs> trying to sound like I know what I'm talking about, Darren. Uh, but can you talk us through this this journey? And, and for those of us not so versed in, in corporate commercial banking, you know, a little bit of an education around what growth capital actually is. Well, you, you're spot on, Tim. You're very well informed. Um, so, um, uh, you know, that that's great. But I mean, what a big question, actually. Um, I mean, let me think back. I joined Santander, it'll be 10 years ago in October, um, and that's the longest time I've ever spent in one single role. Um, and, um, you know, that, that tells you something about how fulfilling it, it's been and also about the bank's you know, constant commitment to, to this product and this market. Um, uh, and it was, you know, I remember very clearly meeting Mike Elwood. Um, and, um, you know, I didn't know at the time that he was... Uh, head of corporate and commercial banking. That was just very fortuitous. And he said, you know what? I think we've got an interesting role um, for you. Uh, and it just was perfect. Um, and it was at a time when Anna was UK CEO uh, yeah. and wanted to uh, differentiate the, the offering and do something really different in the market um, that would uh, benefit high growth SMEs. And so I, I joined to to create the, the growth capital business, to recruit some, some colleagues um, and to, to put some systems in, in place. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the rest is history, as, as they say. You know, most of my team, uh, 17 of us now, um, uh, have been with me since those early days, actually. Some of them since the, the very start. Um, and we've supported a, a lot of uh, a lot of companies with with lending. I think at the last count it was probably about 180, but you know the number just keeps going up. Um, and uh, we've done 330 odd uh, lending deals for them, and that's what's got us over the billion pounds uh, landmark. So that that really was something worth celebrating. And yeah. um, and you know for those who who don't know what what growth capital is. Um, it's really just a, a means of facilitating growth and value creation in very entrepreneurial businesses. So, you know, it, it might be helping them to invest in, in people and growing their teams, uh, investing in new product development, um, internationalizing their business, uh, rolling out proven concepts, um, but then also on the uh, on the mergers and acquisitions side, you know, any change in ownership, um, we do private equity-led buyouts. We do strategic acquisitions for those companies that that want to to buy other businesses to build that way. So, it's a very broad spread of of deals that we do for businesses in all sorts of different sectors, 
um, working in very close collaboration with our colleagues in OCC and uh, and risk and, and middle office. You know, it's it's a it's a big collaborative effort, really. Yeah, well, <laughs> and I mean, in the sort of that Financial Times article, it sort of mentions that it's sort of almost spawned out of the the, the recession in '08. And, and so, were you capturing essentially? Uh, was this cutting new ground when when you started it? Is it something that other banks just weren't doing at the time, or? Um, is is there that kind of pioneering piece as well? Oh, there, there is, uh, and it's very kind of you to put it that way, Tim. Uh, modesty prevails <laughs> here. Um, it, it was something very different, uh, you know, to to apply a degree of leverage to relatively smaller companies on a largely unsecured basis uh, was just considered far too risky for for, for normal banking appetite, but. If you get to know these businesses really well, um, understand the capabilities of the management teams, the defensiveness of, of their products, the, the growth drivers in their market, uh, and structure debt facilities really insightfully and prudently, you know, what we've shown, and this is what I really set out to do at, at the outset 10 years ago, is that you can make that a really commercially sustainable business for the bank, but also one that that has a mind to, um, you know, the, the social impact uh, as well in terms of job creation in those companies uh, and the, the the growth that that they achieve and the role that they fulfil in in their local communities. So. It was very unusual and still is to, to a large degree. That doesn't mean that, that there isn't competition out there um, uh, for us. There certainly is because you can approach these deals in lots of different ways. And the debt funds are increasingly prevalent in the SME segment today. Um, but we've built a, a, a reputation and a track record um, on the back of you know having some really great people in the team that that, that can engage meaningfully with uh, with with entrepreneurs uh, and share the benefit of their experience. Yeah, brilliant and great. You finish on on people. You mentioned the great people in your team. You you mentioned the, the seventeen colleagues and um you know that that just always comes out in conversations we have. You know, you're, you're very people focused and um I think my first interaction with you we were talking before um sort of going to record. Uh, was a session around reverse mentoring probably 2018 2019 in, in Triton and, and hearing you speak about sort of you know, your well I don't even know if it's a philosophy because you take a very natural approach to to mentoring I thought it'd be really nice to sort of hear that perspective because you've been kind enough to give your time to colleagues who have been on the step program come to doing feedback sessions they've always been you know, very very grateful for the support that you've given so I mean just with that in mind and actually um uh, well, this week, as, as, as this recording goes out, we've got sort of uh, a closing of it for our reverse mentoring program. Um, it'd just be great to hear a little bit from you around your approach to mentoring, um, you know, what you get from that, and, and even your experience as a, as a reverse mentor. So that's when you're being mentored potentially by someone who's sort of relatively early in career. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I, I caveat this answer by saying I don't profess to be a, a great mentor at, at all. I, I don't know the, the theory of it, um, but I, I think, you know, you're right. My approach is is just natural. Like for me, it's about um, providing time, but, you know, particularly and a safe space to have a, 
an open and honest, transparent discussion in both directions. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's not just it's not just asking the other person, you know, what what their concerns are and and how how we might address them. You know, particularly in reverse mentoring, you know, I've shared certain thoughts that that, that I've had, particularly the first time around uh, when we did it in in. Um, in the middle of Project Sandringham, um, so uh, you know, I, I think that's that's really the the, the secret. You know, you you've got the, the other person has got to feel that that they're getting the best of of you, um, and you know, I don't think I've had formal mentors in my career, but there are certainly people that that I can pinpoint that I've learned from, and I'm not talking just technically now. Uh, you know, one of my first directors that I worked for, you know, he used to approach very difficult conversations with with prospects and clients by saying, you know what, it's like this. And and those few words, it's like this, you know, I, I always remember, you know, you just have to, you know, pr present what, what the what the position is. And if it's difficult, if you're not going to support a business, um, you know, those tough conversations don't go away, but you have to approach them in a way where, you know, the other person understands why you've reached that position. And, you know, in terms of, you know, sharing the, the highs and lows of, of my career, you know, I think you have to say, well, you know, I, I took this approach and that worked well. And then I did this and that didn't work quite so well. It might be different for you. How about thinking about things this way? Um, you know, it's it's an exploration, and and I found that I I actually quite enjoy it, and you know I'm doing a bit more of it now. Um, following a, a a recruitment round that I've just gone through for a new member in my team, um, yeah. the, there was one candidate who who really impressed me in, in his commitment, um, but he wasn't successful in getting the role, and I thought you you know what we should carry on this conversation and uh, and explore the the ways in which he might be just that bit more compelling next time yeah. um, and and that seems to have been you know really welcomed and and he's he's seizing that opportunity and you know don't get me wrong you know he's putting far more into it than i am um but I, i'm i'm finding that i can just be a bit of a sounding board so it, it's 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 creating time and it's being honest that that's my philosophy to to mentoring yeah and i mean you say you're doing a, a bit more of it now and, and then this is on, on the script of questions but is that you know is that because it's more accessible because we're kind of largely virtual at the moment so it is just literally being able to click on the on the team's link and you, you're in that virtual room with that person for 45 minutes as opposed to that formal kind of needing to to get together face to face and, and make your way to from a to b or is it yeah what, what are your thoughts there around that um contrast between the virtual and the and the in person yeah it really is um that that makes a big difference doesn't it it is easier to uh, arrange to to meet people meet in inverted commas i suppose yes um and and actually you know maybe it's not quite as good but it's it's far better uh, than than i think we all anticipated you know we went into lockdown and Yes, certainly speaking personally, I'd never done video calls before. Um, you know, I don't think I'd even done FaceTime <laughs> <You> <laughs> know, on my, my personal phone. 
Um, and um, yeah, we'd maybe done a bit of um, video conferencing between offices, you know, if you were sat in a, in a special room in Ludgate mm. Hill. But to be honest, I didn't really know how to make that work. And then all of a sudden, uh, everything is by video. Um, and whilst there's a, a, an efficiency to that, um, there, there can be a certain intensity as well. You know, you don't tend to, to do the small talk um, that you might if you, you know, you went out for a coffee and, and you do something in half an hour that might take one hour. And, you know, that's not always good. You know, I, I say efficiency, you know, it is efficient for the business. You cut down on travel time. But actually, you know, you do need to remember to work hard at building relationships properly um, and, and, and trying to replicate those water cooler moments. Um, you know, I always think, um, you know, when you, you we never thought we would do, you know, deals from start to finish with all of our engagement with management teams being by video. And we have been able to do that, but also you know, you lose something by turning up at a, at a customer's premises and and starting with the small talk and saying, you know, wow, that's a nice car in the car park. Whose is that? Or, you know, you know did, did you watch Love Island last night? <laughs> Who knows? You know, so uh, I think we, we have to, to get back to that to a degree. But um, also, you know, there will be efficiencies that we can retain in terms, I think, particularly of some of the, the the regular internal meetings that um, that we've got so used to doing now on uh, on Teams. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Darren, it's been fantastic chatting uh, with you. And I guess one thing that's been a, a lot of noise, and rightly so, from all levels of uh, of management over the last couple of weeks around the the real importance of, of of switching off when when you do get some some time over 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 august or whenever holidays might be i know you've, you're off sort of in, in a week or so but uh yeah what's how, how do how do you switch off and, and what's in store for for your downtime over the summer well i'm, I'm approaching some downtime with with great excitement um, we're going to cornwall <laughs> next weekend so uh, i've just got another uh, week to to get things sorted out and you know we booked it quite late i think we were thinking you know will we get abroad won't we um, and just as we booked it, more countries were added to, to the green list. But actually, I'm really happy to, to be staying in this country because, you know, there are so many great places to visit, aren't there? And, you know, we're, we're not going to be testing before, during and, and after. So we're, we're really looking forward to that. Uh, and I, I think I will be able to switch off quite well. Um, I know, you know, Tim made a big point at the end of the CCB results session yesterday uh, in saying, you know, make sure you've got a really robust out of office in place and, you know, don't don't be tempted to be engaging. Uh, and that that's true, because as soon as you do, you know, people say, well, he is available, you know, and the floodgates open. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, I, I'm lucky I've, I've got lots of great people in the team who will We'll cover lots of things. Uh, and actually, Sean Longsdale has been on holiday the last fortnight. Uh, and I don't know about his engagement with others, but he's been really good and not really engaged with me. So there's a great example. You know, he hasn't bothered me and I haven't bothered him. So hopefully he's had a, a well-deserved break as well. Um, I think sometimes, you know, it's very easy to to stress about not knowing what's going on. And, and then, you know, you're, you're tempted to look at the inbox because sometimes it calms you down if you know that there's nothing to panic about. 
but actually you know as, as time goes on you know that that's not really sustainable over you know a, a two-week holiday you know you you want to really step back because if you don't then you know you come back and you're not rested um and you're not refreshed and you're not able then to approach the the challenges that we all face in our working lives with the same level of energy so you know i'm really pleased to see that guidance coming from the top um and you know i for one will be doing my very best to to, to live by um that guidance and that example yeah fantastic yeah i i'm always drawn to the the uh, mobile phone battery analogy here where you know when you every now and then do the overnight charge it gives it a, a good burst as opposed to these little short sharp 20 minutes here and 20 minutes there which charges it temporarily but in the in the long term that battery um doesn't sustain its its, its life as, as long so um yeah some some really great advice there darren um fantastic again to to chat um all well done <laughs> the, the jump across the, the billion here's to the next billion <laughs> um, <laughs> And um, yeah, enjoy your time in, in Cornwall and uh, we look forward to catching up soon. Well, thank you very much indeed, Tim. Great pleasure talking to you again. Cool. Take care. Bye. OK, bye bye. Thank you so much, Darren. What a great uh, way to kick off our autumn series. As I said, an interview that was recorded several weeks back now, but a really nice insight into the world of growth capital and indeed the man at the helm. Very modest indeed, um, but uh, doing some wonderful things there and long may that last. Thank you very much again for joining us on the weekly check-in podcast. We'll see you again same time next week. Bye-bye for now.